0: Here to talk about uh, Cardinals football with us. A member of their radio broadcast team wore the uniform for the uh, Cardinals. You can hear him on the pre- and post-game show. Rob Rob Fredrickson joins us in studio. Rob, thanks for uh, coming in. Appreciate it. Thanks, Finney. Thanks, Bick. Uh,
1: I try tried, I tried to gas Rob Rob up every time he comes in because he was a fan. I mean, you were a great pro, but you were an, uh, an elite college player. What kind of NIL money could you have made? What did Michigan State pay you to play football? Man, I... Did, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> the statute of limitations
0: Pass Rob, you can admit it. <laughs> I,
2: I got no zero hundred dollar handshakes. No, 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 rubber Travesty. bands with the with a fat roll of hundos. I got none of that. Travis, I saw some guys that did. Yeah. None
0: came in yeah. coming my way. That's Kirk Gibson, one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have time to do it. Today. No, we don't. Maybe we can talk soon about what's going on at your alma mater. Oh, these boy. days with the football well,
2: program, we could we could spend your entire show talking we, about that.
0: We could. Uh, Cardinals zero and two. We heard from Jonathan Gannon reflecting on what he saw on the tape after reviewing it, and uh, you know, different circumstances this year. But you know, Bick and I are both of the belief this team should be at least one and one right now, if not two and zero. Uh, how do you feel on that subject through 2 weeks could have been yeah.
2: could have been 2 and 0 oh. uh you're right should have been 1 and 1 um you know it's weird. Expectations going into the season—say yes. a month ago—everyone um, was saying, you know, we'd be lucky to win a game, mm-hmm. maybe two or three. That'd, that'd be that'd be a good thing, and then we're going to get the number one draft pick next year. Those were kind of the expectations, or where where people were at. Um, and it's funny how how those expe- expectations have changed, have shifted in the span of. Six, six and a half quarters of football. And, and I think, you know, week one against Washington and the first half uh, this week. People started buying into this Cardinals brand of football oh, yeah. and this culture and, and the way it was going. So your, your expectation, I, I noticed it myself. I felt like, uh, I was watching one of those, um political debates where they show the, the bar graph or the line graph in real time of, of where you're, you're, you're at based uh-huh. on what the, the candidate is saying. I felt like that watching the game on Sunday. Um, so expectations, I think, have changed for this team and, um, that you're right. They should be one and one and, and, um, but there, there's a variety of reasons why why they're not and and um, I don't think all of it is is you know just based solely on on coaching or um, they didn't play hard that's that's not it. These guys are playing hard
1: you know and and the old guy in charge he used to talk about how important it was to measure hard and get that right and get the want to part right and yet he kept delivering soft football teams. How do you find foot, the the football players that want to be violent that want to be physical because this one, this regime clearly has been able to deliver what they were looking for
2: yeah it's, i think it's no different than than any company. Uh, when you're going through the interviewing process and you're, you're trying to hire people, um, you really have to dig and, and 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 get deep in those interviews with those questions and, and what what is really that person? What is that candidate? What are they all about? And I, I think, the, you know, Monty Osport has done a good job year one in terms of the draft and bringing in his kind of players, their kind of players. Um, and it's it's going to take a couple years, I think. Uh, they have a boatload of draft picks in the upcoming draft that they're really going to be able to reshape this team. You know, half the roster already has been culled over and, and changed. So um, it's it's going to take a little time, but they are bringing in their type of
0: players. We're talking Cardinals football with Rob Fredrickson here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Jonathan Gannon said it yesterday, the the bummer news. uh, Buda Baker goes on injured reserve. He's out for at least four weeks. You don't replace a player like that. You just kind of have to withstand it. Um, You think the Cardinals are equipped to withstand the the loss. And, And I made this point earlier. In a game that was as tight as it was in the way it ended, with that you know, wave of momentum the Giants had in the second half on Sunday, I think Buda Baker makes a difference in that game. they probably win that game if they've got Buda Baker to calm everybody down on defense. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think that's, that's an important point, Vinny. Buda Baker is, is the leader of this team, not just the defense. He, he really is the vocal presence of this team, and, and guys kind of galvanize around him. And to not have him there, not have him out on the field... Uh, it, it was sorely missed, um, you know, and, and especially defensively. Man, he's he's the only Pro Bowl player out there. He's yeah. he's the only star, right? And and if he's not out there, and then you have this rash of injuries to the defensive line, all of a sudden, what they were doing in the first game against Washington, rotating those guys, keeping them fresh, they weren't able to do that in the second half. They wore out. They 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 were playing hard, but they wore out yeah. defensively.
1: You know, Josh Dobbs looked very limited in Week 1. A lot of Cardinal fans were uh, kind of angsty about him. And in retrospect, I don't know what anybody could have expected given his short runway to Week 1 and all that. What do you think of the leap he made between Week 1 and Week 2? And what do you think of the ceiling of this kid?
2: I mean, he called it, right? he, yeah, he did. He, he basically said, I, you're going to see a different quarterback. You're going to see a different offensive output in Week 2. And you did for that first half, the first uh, you know uh, three three quarters maybe. But um you know he's he he doesn't have a lot of starts under his belt he's he's gonna make mistakes um and he can only do what what the play calling allows him to do. I think the play calling in the second half got very conservative. I think it was more um you know let's 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 just hold on. Let's not screw this up and hold on. I think there was some of that in Mm -hmm. in the offensive play calling, Um, and and you know give the give the Giants credit. This is a playoff team. Last year, they were feeling it. They were getting in the momentum going in the second half. The crowd was getting behind them. So you know, I think the New York Giants had something to do with it as well.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I I wonder how many New York journalists or bloggers had to delete what they wrote at halftime. Yeah, right. Because you know how that media works. They were ready to rake Dayball and everybody in a oh, Giants uniform were over out, the Colts. sixty to nothing to start the season and you saw a completely different uh, a different team. So I agree with you. I, I think the Giants effort had a lot to do with it. But talking about now, you know, 0 2, I think even though the Cardinals are 0 2, you you talked about the lack of expectations. I think even you know the the, the most Fervent Cardinal fans are like, wow, this is better than we thought it's going to be. You're going into a stretch now, four games without Buda Baker. The, the, the talent level, the the opposition level gets stepped up considerably, starting with Dallas on Sunday. How big do you find this stretch to be in terms of the development and the the future construction of this team? to well, get through this
2: you know I think you're going to get everything you can out of the players i really do from a from a motivation standpoint from an effort standpoint you're going to get everything they got um, but they're they're down in numbers right they, they just they are and injuries happen to every team every team's going through it but uh, for the Cardinals it's it, I think it's it's a snow snowball effect a snowpiling effect that where um you know they were they were already thin to begin with uh, in terms of in, in terms of talent and now now with with the rash of injuries, they're really scraping the, uh, in terms of uh, who they can put out there and and be effective. So, um, from a from a motivational standpoint, you're not going to have a problem. I think they're bought in. That's a culture shift. It's just going to be difficult with the, with the yeah. talent that they have on both sides of the ball.
1: All right, um, Vinny and I estimated you were there. You probably have thoughts on this as well. That that the the amount of Giants fans it might have been 35 percent, maybe 40 percent of the crowd, but they were also very influential at the end of the game, um, interfering with the Cardinals' communications, um, helping them jump off sides a couple of times. As a football player, tell me, how do you process that, especially if you're one of these new Cardinals who is giving it everything you have? What what effect does that have on you?
2: I think fan buy-in is a lagging indicator, uh, right? So, you know, you, you can be bought in. You can be a Cardinals fan and watch it from home, and, and that's great, but um, to spend a large portion of your paycheck to go to the games to to get get the concessions the parking and all that you really have to be bought in, and in order for that to happen, you need a little proof. Yeah. Okay. And so it's a it's a lagging indicator. That's a good point. Right now, you know, they're they're probably you know selling off their tickets, and and um, you know because they got bills to pay. This is mm-hmm. real world stuff yes, that's going is. on. And I'm sorry, uh, people are living paycheck to paycheck, and and uh, until the until this culture shift, until the the product on the field. Shows some some significant uh, movement in the right direction. I, th- I think you're going yeah, to see. It's
1: draws it. you there, like the Suns have now. People feel drawn to the stadium when its Suns games. Yeah, well, they do. You got to have that belief. Yeah.
2: Well, look when 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 things were rolling uh, under under uh, BA and 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 things were rolling here. Um, there was not an opposing no. fan no. in this stadium, and it was loud. Yeah, um, but they proved it. They proved it on the field. They proved it in games. And and Cardinal fans will come, but you just you gotta you gotta do the work first.
0: Except for the cockroaches from Seattle, they always found their way. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, you're exactly right. Yeah. Rob, thanks for thanks coming Friday. in. Always good to talk to you, man.